Spring of Life Fellowship and its pastor, Joaquin G. Molina, invites you to listen to a message of restoration and strengthening for your life. Be a part of the vision, changing the world. That you have made. I give you thanks for the gathering of your people on Sunday, Lord, the day of the Lord. Those that gather to worship and to praise your name. Those that are united, O oh God, to receive from you that which is much more powerful than any power or might upon the earth. Father, open our eyes that that power might be revealed to us, uncovered in our sight. Father God, open up our hearts that we might receive your instruction. Give us the life that is beyond the grave. Father, I pray that you would endow your people with such fervor and such intensity that they might rise up in these days to be accounted for in this life, Lord. That they not just walk as usual and ordinary and common, but that they walk in the mighty power and the great exploits of those that have received that, that power that raised you from the dead. We pray that you would prosper your word in our lives and in this church be known as a church of miraculous power and strength as we walk, Father God, according to your design and instruction. Prosper this word in the hearts of your people. Make it a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Make it a double-edged sword, Lord, that penetrates the deepest part of our being. And allow us, Father God, to be renewed in our understanding for these matters. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. As, as the disciples witnessed, thank you, sir. As the disciples witnessed this power of the resurrection, they were given specific instruction. And the instruction is that they not move until they, they walked into the direction. Let me find that verse real quick in Luke. Um, as, as they were instructed to walk in the direction of this power and strength, he says, make sure that you're clothed with power from on high. In that way, you can do the work that's going to be entrusted to you. Luke chapter 24, verse 48 Having witnessed all these things, how many were able to see some powerful things last week, right? And that's, that's, just a, that's just a superficial scrape of the surface of what God has done deeply and, uh, and, and, and sharply in our lives. The description of, of our formation as people of God. As, and you are witnesses of these things, verse 49, so behold... Um, I send the promise of my father upon you, but tarry in the city, wait in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. The word endued is clothed. You, you put this stuff on, you carry it with you wherever you go. That's the difference between us who are Christians and those who still have yet to know the power of God. That you carry the power of God upon your life Stay there in Jerusalem until this comes upon you. Now, um, we all know that, that they went to Jerusalem and they waited as the Lord had told them. And they, they resided there in that area waiting for something to come from the heavens. And there it is when, when this great power of God comes upon them. A supernatural power. A power that is not... Just a little bit of help. It's not just a, a word of encouragement. Like somebody tell you, come on, you can do it. Come on, you'll be okay. 
Those, those are powerful words, but it's much more power than this. Ephesians 1.17, this is where it is described. And I, I want to track this language because Paul, who came later, he, he was first persecuting Christians and then he came later and he was confronted by the power of God and he writes these words. This is the Apostle Paul, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the, the creator whom Jesus came to introduce, the Father of glory, that he might gift you a more excellent spirit of wisdom and reveal, that's where the word revelation comes, reveal the knowledge of him. Let God pull back so that you can see. Something that's not revealed is not seen. And you see somebody that, that hasn't noticed something. They, they walk with, with inability, without boldness. But he says, I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, might give you a spirit of wisdom. You can pray for, for wisdom on a daily basis. Lord, give me wisdom. Give me wisdom that I might see different, that I might hear different, that I might walk different, that I might live different. Give me that wisdom so that I can know. It could be revealed to me. And what's he talking about? Listen to what it says in verse 18. That the eyes of your understanding be enlightened because the opposite is darkness. I don't, I don't know if you've seen certain people that are walking in such darkness, they start curving over and, and they're, they're withdrawn, they're insecure, they, they don't know where they're going, they, they, they check their steps, they, they don't have light, they don't have eyesight. It's almost like when you're going to get a, a glass of water in your own house at night, you're like, you're like let me go slow because I don't want to break my nose. There's no light, my footing needs to be secure. And this is what he's saying. I pray that you might have a spirit of wisdom, a spirit that reveals the, the coming close to God so that the eyes of your understanding will receive light, that you might know, that you might come close to what is the hope of your call in Christ. Listen to what it says here. The riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. All this is, is an appetizer. Right? It's at the, he hasn't told us what it is yet. He's just saying, I hope you see it. I hope you don't miss it. And then he begins to, to, exp, to expound. We're, we're, we're scratching the surface. We, we barely come around to Sunday service and, and we're like, we're like we, uh, let me stay here for a couple hours, see if something happens. No, no, no. He wants you to get deep, deep, deep within the understanding of what God desires. So he says, I hope that you have wisdom. I hope that your eyes are opened and you're able to see the richest, glorious of his inheritance. What is, what is transferred over to you. Now here it comes, verse 19. P please pay attention to this because verse 19, tell me, tell me how many times will it talk about something that is, that is explosive nuclear power where he says, what is the exceeding? The word exceeding I have here is hyper. Whenever you use the word hyper, that's the Greek word that is used um, in, in this text of exceeding. Hyper is, the, the, it's, no, it's never within the boundaries. Hyper is over and above. He's hyperactive. What's that mean? The guy's going buck wild. 
Right? He's hyperactive. And so this is the word that is used there. The hyper-greatness. What is greatness? It's the Greek word mega. So when you got hyper-mega, you, you got something that doesn't fit in this room. Something that doesn't fit in your home. Something that doesn't fit in Miami. It's, it's huge. And I don't know, when's the last time you heard mega? Mega? Well, there's some mega churches. I heard of that. Um, Give me, give me some more mega. Mega? Megatron. Mega buddy. Listen, this is huge. Megaphone. It expounds your voice. This is what Paul is saying. What we have in this resurrection power is not to be kept as a secret. It's not even to be kept within the confines of your own. I have a private life. No, you can't. You can't hide an elephant in your house. You, you can't act like you don't have one. There's a lot of crapola you're shoveling, and there's a lot of food you're feeding. Anything this big has to be incredible. So he says, what is the hyper-mega of his power? The word in the Greek there is dunamis. It comes from, from the words that they use, dynamo, dynamite. It's the power of explosive. I don't know if you live near the um, Rinker uh, c- uh, cement factory. They go deep down in the earth with dynamite. And, and that carries for miles. Those of you that live in Shoma Homes know what I'm talking about. The cracks in your foundations are felt for miles around where there's that explosion. You can't be safe where there's dynamite. How many say Amen. These things are explosive and they're powerful. And you stick one of those sticks in one of your friend's life and the explosion and the shattering will reverberate and it will end up touching their land like it did when we we put that power in Fernanda's life here in Miami. It's reverberating, shaking the foundations of Nicaragua. Her country is moved by her salvation. Say amen. amen. In a powerful mindset. And this is what God is saying happens to the life of an authentic Christian who has the revelation of his hyper-mega-dunamis, the Greek word for power. But it doesn't stop there. Because in this one verse, Paul, who is an expert lawyer, puts every Greek word for power in one verse. So he says like this, what is the hyper-mega-dunamis towards us who believe according to the energy of his, um, the word mighty is, is issues or echo, the power of, of force that reverberates strong and power is kratos. That, that word kratos, he, he joins these words in a manner which is supposed to come deep within us. And that explosion of power is supposed to affect and move the realms of our existence at every, at every turn. And it's powerful how he uses the word hyper, mega, dunamis, energy, echo, kratos. All I think it's a two, four, six, six words that is the very uh, descriptions and definition of all the power known to mankind. 
all put together and he says this is what has been deposited into your trust this is what has been given to you to do the work upon the earth for the kingdom of God and so we are such a lethargic and such a lifeless and breathless people there are not supposed to be not even one weak Christian They're supposed to be filled with the presence of his mighty power to make demons flee and to make demon powers broken and all the yoke of sin and death done away with. We're supposed to be carrying that as our our vestments, as our garments. This is what God desires in a church in every regard. He desires a church filled with the hyper-mega-dynamite energy and power of the Creator. That last word, we go back to verse 19, mighty power is kratos. And it talks about being like God upon the earth. This is what God has done in the resurrection. He's, He's taken the keys of death, of destruction, and handed those keys to His people. You're going to see this now. You say, really, pastor, show me. I'm going to show you. So that you can say, God, there is no devil in hell. There is no power on earth that will hold me back from bringing your kingdom of peace, joy, deliverance, salvation, healing, forgiveness to all people in all places. However deep they are in their sin. It's amazing when you talk about someone being delivered in our life. Well, you don't know what he's gone through. You don't know what she's going through. You don't know what happened to them. Listen, after today, we don't care. We don't care what the devil is saying is not going to allow power to transform and to bring these people out of the pit of hell, out of death and destruction. And he says there, this is the power that works, verse 20. It's this This heavenly, dynamic, hyper, mega power of of explosion that works in Christ. It was there when he raised them from the dead. That's what caused Christ to explode out of death and destruction. And it is this power that Paul wants us to see and to be revealed to us that has been given to us to do his work upon the earth. This is the, that, that was the energy, that was the dunamis, that was the mega power that worked in Christ when he was raised from the dead. Sunday is just a lot more than what happened historically 2,000 years ago. Our celebration is we get to trample scorpions, we get to stomp on demons, we get to go in places that are held bound by hell and set free the captives. To deliver those people that don't know the power that's been transferred. He has been raised up and seated in heavenly places. He sits on the throne at the right hand of the Father watching his people move out with great intensity, tenacity, and boldness. A people confident in their God and in his mighty works. Not a timid, apathetic, lethargic people who barely even come around to worship with excellence. Verse 21, he sets it in place. He is seated at a place far above every ruler. The word there is um, ark, where, where we get the word monarch. 
and tetrarch. It was, it was a power that would be above every throne upon the earth. You tell them, um, who is ruling in this place? Who is the one who stewards this place? Who is the principality? Uh, far above all rulers. Far above the powers. That word power is authority. He sits above all those you must ask permission. What's that mean? He is the owner. All you have to do is ask him. All you have to do is know the owner. If you're ever caught in a place and people say, what are you doing there? And you say, I know the owner. That's it. You're, you're released. You have authority to walk. The other day, somebody was taking a boat from a yard. And somebody came out and says, what are you doing? He says, well, I know the owner. He gave me permission. Okay, it's yours. We're, we're not going to stop you. So when you go into a place that, that they're saying, what are you doing here? You say, I know the owner. And you have to let that go in Jesus' name. You have to release that. That belongs. And this is what he's given us as power. And then it goes on not to say only above all ark, ruler, above all power, talking about authority, with might and dominion. These two words are very important also. Dominion talks about a realm where you dominate. This is what Wellington Boone, Bishop, likes to say. There is no realm where you have not been given the authority to dominate, to be a champion, to be above all those in places of excellence. That's where God has set you by the power of the resurrection. Above every dominion, every name that is named. That's talking about every title, every, every um, let me see what I wrote here. Way above every title of nobility. Curiotetos. Supreme titles. You know people with supreme titles and they think they're in authority until you show up and you say, in Jesus' name, cancer, you got to go. You have a great authority in death and destruction in human life, but there is a name above cancer. Uh, a lot of people say, I don't like to say the C word. You can say it with all confidence. Say Christ, Christ. right there in Jesus' name. No name has been given to man greater than the name of Christ. This power that raises the dead, this power of authority that brings things back to life. He continues on to say in verse 22, and here it is for those of you who doubted. He put all these things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things. To be the head over all things to who? To the church. You know who that is? Say me. That's me. He has given me mega hyper power, dynamite authority, prominence, imminence. He's given to me to do his work upon the earth. We don't, we're not supposed to walk in the natural. We're supposed to walk in the authority of God's power. Verse 23, this church is his body and it's the, the fullness of all who fills all in all. He's the one that answers every question. He's the one that resolves every dilemma. He's the one that heals all sickness. We must move in that power. We must move in that authority. This is where he taught his disciples to pray in Matthew 6, 13. Lord, let us not fall. Let us not fall into the various uh, pitfalls of those who cease to walk in this power. But deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom. 
And there it is, that word. And the power. We're not to be powerless Christians. We're to be filled with all power. To walk in all authority. To see the glory of God, the answer of God, forever and ever. Amen. That's the end of the story. For you not to stop until you see the glorious power of his resurrection. Bringing all things to the worship and the glory of God. That's why we glory in infirmities. That's why we rejoice in hardship. That's why when we're hard pressed, we don't give up. Because we're about to see God show up on the scene. And I'm always marveled about this. Because when we see things in that capacity, we, we most all the time start creating the illusions of what that power would lead us to. How we would walk on water. How we would walk up to a, a, a grave site and, and raise the dead. But then he equates the power of God. He equates the kingdom of God. Thine is the kingdom. Thine is the power. For yours is the glory that will be wrought forever and ever. Amen. And verse 14, he says, So therefore, if you forgive me... Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. There's no power to forgive. No, 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 no. Let's not... Let's, no, we can't do that. No, you know, that's... that's, that's ooh, you saw what they did to me. I mean, that... Ooh, and oh, I got to hold down that for a couple years. Isn't it horrible? That God is saying will we be loosed from our captivity when you walk in the power of forgiveness? When you walk in the power, listen, of love? When you, when you walk in the power of the character of God? We said this week, for those of you who missed, Ephesians 2.4, he says, For God who was rich in mercy loved us greatly. What is this power? For God who is rich in mercy because of his great love. The power of love to break the yoke of offense. The power of love to cover the multitude of sin. The power of, of mercy to say, you know something? God was merciful with me. I can't even begin to remember what you did to me. I can't, I can't even remember what you did. Because before God's throne of grace I'm asking for his mercy for my life and I need it every day every step of the way every second the power of a Christian is his ability to rise up with a power of love a power to forgive a power to heal a power to overcome a power to live the, these people are rendered powerless listen the greatest travesty of mankind is our inability to come before God and say God Thank you for my life. Thank you for my family, my children. Thank you for the ability to breathe. Thank you that I have hair. Thank you I lost my hair. Thank you I walk in rejoicing power of being able to rise above anything that tries to strip me of my power to walk as a son of God upon the earth. The power and the strength. If you start understanding that the nexus of, of the existing power of God. What is Paul doing here? He says, I pray to the God of our Father Jesus Christ that your eyes would be open. That you see the extent of the power that, that flows towards you. Hyper, mega, huge, intense, overwhelming. 
He uses the word kuriotate, uh, the Greek word which means the supreme of all things, the highest authority, the highest law of the land. It's amazing. As we come into these things, he says, I pray that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened. Power of prayer, that you could tap into the power of God so that you can live the power of life to overcome all things, everything that is withstanding and holding its place, saying you can't come here. You don't have the victory here. You don't have the power to, to crush this. It's a lie from the pit of hell. And all it does when we overcome those things is the character of Christ is perfected in us. And these words for power upon the earth were used by many philosophers. And Paul says, listen, Christianity is not a philosophy of thinking. It's that also, but it doesn't stay there. 1 Corinthians 4.20, he says the kingdom of God is not consist or does not base itself on the, the power and the ability to talk. There, there is power in words. And, and in those words that, that say, you know, rejoice and count it all joy when you're entering into hardship. Those, those words are great words. Words of encouragement. But the kingdom of God is not limited by words. I'll tell you what, 30 years ago, what came into the Molina family was not a bunch of words of religious you know, uh, theology. It was the power to heal my parents' marriage. It was the power to heal me of asthma. It was the power to heal my sister of tumors. It was the power to set us free and allow us to walk in the wholesome reality of the supernatural we could point to things that were tangible, things that were real. They weren't words. They weren't formulas. In verse chapter 2, uh, verse, uh, chapter two 1 Corinthians 2, 4, he says, I came to you not with a message. I wasn't being persuasive in my words. My announcement was not human wisdom. I wasn't trying to get you to think, you know, to agree with me or to encourage you. I came with the demonstration of the Spirit and those seven words that Paul uses, all together in one, with kratos, the force and effect of an echo that continues to carry on regardless of it being sent out once. The demonstration of the spirit and power. Verse 5. So that your faith might not rest. So your faith should not be in wisdom of men. And you don't go and say, what did my pastor say today? No, my friend, you go home and you pray in the name of Jesus. And you, put, you come against the biggest demon and the most powerful obstacle and you say the words, hyper, mega, dynamic, Kratos, and Jesus' name. That power that resonates. And then you see the effects of that power. The disciples were just like you and me when they were seeing these things happen. In Acts chapter 3 verse 1, we see an example. And as they were walking into the temple... They saw a, a, a man there. Let's go to Acts 3.11. Acts 
Now as the lame man who was healed, right? This guy sat at the temple porch for years and years. And, and Peter and John prayed for him. He says, you know, we, 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 we understand now in the resurrection of Christ that there is power and force to do miracles beyond belief. And they say to this man, we wish we could take you to the doctor. We wish we could take you to the answers of this world. But what we give you, that we share. Let's, let's go to that verse. It's very powerful. For you to be able to, to transfer in your life and in your experiences. Verse 6, Peter said, I don't have silver. I don't have gold. But what I do have, I give you in the name of Jesus Christ, rise and walk. Acts 3, 6. I'm going to give you what I have. I believe in the power of resurrection. I believe there's a spirit operating in me that could cause you to stand up and walk. In the name of Jesus, rise and walk. Verse 7. And he took him by the hand. And lifted him up and immediately his feet and ankles received strength. And he began to walk and jump around. Verse 8. So he leaping up stood and walked and entered the temple with them. Walking and leaping and praising God. I want to tell you when the power of God is released. People begin to rejoice. People begin to sing songs of praise to our God. And there it was. As the people verse 9 saw. Him walking and praising God. They knew that it was he who sat begging at the gate of the beautiful in the temple. They were filled with wonder and amazement at what was taking place. Verse 11. Now as the lame man who was healed held on to Peter and John, all the people ran together to them in the porch, which is called Solomon's Great. Greatly amazed. And it says, verse 12. So when Peter saw it, he responded to the people with these words. Men of Israel, why are you gazing at us and looking at us weird? Why are you staring at us so intently as though it was our own power, our own ability, our own strength and godliness we had made this man walk? This is where the devil begins to hold people captive. Well, you know you're not living right. You know you're not walking right. You know you can't be praying for people. You just yelled at your wife last week. You just, you just hurt your children last week. You can't be praying for people. That's a lie of the devil. Praying for the sick it does not depend on your spiritual weight and stature. It's because of the name of Jesus. It's the power of his presence that's unleashed upon those objects and mercies. Vessels of mercies that desire to see something other than a religious, you want to go to my church type of deal. I promise you, if you lay hands on the sick and the tumors disappear and the cancer is released, that you will have them coming to your church. They will want more of the power that resides in you when you're filled with that understanding. When you walk in that reality. He says it wasn't us. It wasn't because we're living more piously, godly, that this man is able to walk. And this is the nexus, right? Here's the nexus, verse 13. It was the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, glorified his servant Jesus, whom you delivered and denied in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. 
It was this, this power that's residing in us that causes this man to come up from the dead. Verse 16. It's his name. And it's through confidence and faith in his name that has made this man whole whom you see and recognize well and strong. The faith through that he's confident in is by him who has given the man this perfect soundness of body before all of you. That you might, pre you might present his, his supernatural power operating where no man dares to go. Where there is nothing left to do. The power of Christ is manifest. Not some words. 2 Peter 1.16, that was Paul who says, I didn't come with, with fancy words of persuasion. Now Peter says, we did not follow cunning, cunningly devised myths. That word fables. It wasn't nice little stories that lie. This wasn't not, not, you know, a lot of people concern themselves with being able to witness to somebody and say, you know something, Jesus died for you on the cross. He wants to come into your heart. He wants to be your Lord and Savior. He wants to deliver you from death. But we never pray. We never say, hey, could I take a time out to pray for you so that you could see the miraculous? What, what in your life you think is impossible? What do you think is a hardship? What is holding you back from having peace and joy? Could I pray about that? Could I, could I join in prayer and tell you I don't have a good psychiatrist, I don't have a good accountant, but in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I pronounce you whole and healed. Amen. I pronounce you well and good. And we're not walking in that power. We're not walking in that strength. And that is what is considered there. The greatest, the greatest gifting of God to us. He says, we did not come with cunningly devised fables. Almost in every religion, there's these nice little stories, but none of them have power. None of them. My friend Reza Safa, who's a pastor, and he, he beams his satellite down into the Middle East. Millions of Iranians are being converted to Jesus Christ because of healing power, because of the power to heal sickness. He says to them on TV, put your hand where, where you have your infirmity. And in Jesus' name, I pronounce you healed. And these men and women are healed. And blind see and the lame walk and the deaf hear. And they're coming to Jesus Christ by the millions. But people are not going to talk about that. People are not going to pronounce that. And so his ministry, Najat TV, is the number one income producing satellite on TBN. Why? Because people want to bless where they're being prospered, where they're being healed, where they see the power of God moving powerfully. God wants to raise us up in this ability and in this strength. In Matthew 8, 5, it says that Jesus ran into a centurion. And he says, my servant boy is lying at the house paralyzed and distressed. He has intense pains. And Jesus said, I'll come and restore him. I'll come with my power and raise him up. I will come with my strength and you will see the supernatural. This man says, no, Jesus. Verse 8. You don't have to come. I'm not worthy that you come to my house. Only speak the word. My servant will be healed. He's talking about authority. 
He's not talking about only the power, which the force to restore things. He's talking the permission. And Jesus said these words. He says, I've never seen a man with such great faith. What are you talking about? And he says, verse 9, I'm a man under authority. I have soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and he goes, and I have to another come, and he comes. And said to my servant, do this, and he does it. A lot of things are not taking place in the supernatural realm because we have not understood authority. You cannot walk into a place and, and, and not understand that things are in the realm of the authority they work in. We got to be careful because a lot of the power of God moves in legitimate authority. You need to understand that. The power of God is not going to go to a place and, and render it unrested and force people to do what they don't want to do. You need to have legal authority. That's power too. You might have the ability, but you need the permission. And Jesus says, I give you all power and authority. I give you the realm of both things, the ability to do and the permission to do it. Go and set the captives free. Go and walk in the power. And so those men who understood this begin to rise up. Matthew verse, uh, chapter 10, verse 1. Listen to this example. He called together his 12 disciples and gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of diseases. Weakness and infirmities, the Amplified says. Luke 9.1 says, then Jesus called together the 12 and gave them power and authority over all demons to cure all diseases. You'll see this combination of power and authority to walk in the realms to see his manifest presence. Mark 3.15 you shall have all power and authority to heal the sick and to drive out demons. You're going to walk in a, in a supernatural degree. A kratos power. This is, this is what I do sometimes. I, I say, I, I don't just walk into places and say, you come out, you come in, you go out. I say, God, what, where are you in this thing? What, what, do, what would you do if you were here? And then, and now walk in that authority. You're not to walk in reckless authority. You won't represent the kingdom of God. You got to first go. You know, I was watching these uh, Black Hawk uh, helicopters, and they're like 15 miles away from a target. And they're like, "We're ready to blow them up, sir." And it says, "Make sure they're the bad guys." Yeah, they're the bad guys. Well, how do you know? Because we see them hiding. Okay, and were you sure they are? And they went back like 15 times, back and forth. We got them on lockdown. You got them on lockdown. Okay, you got them. You're aiming. You're aiming. Yeah, we're aiming. Okay. And they go back and forth from their authority to the place they're going to hit. And they said, okay, are we ready? Yeah, we're ready. Okay, warning, warning. Back up. We're clear, clear. Okay, ready? Okay, blow them to smithereens. And that's when they press the button. You're not to be a reckless Christian. You're supposed to understand the mind of God. You're, you're supposed to understand the words of God. You're supposed to understand the timings of God. And in order to do that, you must be filled with the Spirit of God. Amen. You must have, act like one in the Spirit. We went to 
Peru, it hadn't rained in 35 years. And one of the pastors says, okay, Lord, in Jesus' name, let it rain, let it rain, let it rain. And the pastor says, no. There's a million people at the bottom of, of the hills. If it rains, they all get drowned. You're not praying right. Sometimes Christians they just pray and, and oh, you do and you come and you go. And you're not praying the mind of Christ. You're not praying with wisdom. That's, I, I believe that's why God doesn't give an immature Christian the explosive ma magnitude of his power. We'd go around blowing up pastor's houses. That's what he said, burn the pastor down. Kill him, Lord. Jesus' name. The new people didn't get that, but the old people got it. Listen, God wants to entrust us with power that we might glorify his name in the heavens. That to him belong the power and the glory. Every time we walk in power, you're not, a lot of you guys would just quit your jobs and put one of those little clinics, come and get healed by me. The glory is to him. He said, that Paul said, John and Peter says, you guys are looking at us like we did this. Those, those were men that were prepared to give all the glory to God. Quit looking at us like we did something. This is that man, Jesus Christ. He's, he's known as the curios, the supreme leader, the one who is the top, 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 all glory to God in the highest. Peace to his people upon the earth. God wants us to move in incredible power. And he says it like this in Matthew 28, 18. Jesus approached and breaking their silence said to them, complete permission has been given to me in heaven and on earth. I, I have the full realms of authority, high earth and below the earth. I, I have authority. To do great things. The realm of that power is that you go and prepare men to walk in that power and authority. Verse 19, go therefore make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Verse 20, instruct them to observe all these things that I've commanded you. And I will be with you always, even to the end of the age. It was powerful to see, as God told us on Thursday night. He says, you know why the book that follows the four Gospels is called the book of Acts? Because they were doing something. They were praying for the sick. They were raising the dead. They were walking in the power of the Spirit of God. They were connected they were told to go to Jerusalem and to pray there to receive power from on high. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. He says, you shall receive this power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be those that will show forth. A witness is the one who testifies to this power that works. You shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. This is what God had intended with his followers. They, they freaked out the governing authorities in chapter 4, verse 7. When they said, where did these men get this power? When they sat them in the midst and asked, what power 
How are you guys doing these things? In what name, what authority, what, what legal authority gives you the right to, to be healing the sick? I could just see them explaining. Ephesians 6.10 where it says, finally, my brethren. We, we, we started out with Ephesians 2.10 and now we're in Ephesians 6.10. And this is what he says. Finally, the end of the story, my brethren. Be strong. Have, have high energy. In the, in the dunamis of his kratos. Walk with the power of God in his expression as you live life. And it is when we do that, that we can, we can instruct others. Peter said it like this, 1 Peter 4.11. As we walk strongly in the dynamos of his power, kratos. Bringing things to complete perfection. If anyone is talking, let him talk like if it was God's words. What would God say? Listen to me. I've missed it many times. It's like, I'm, I'm going to go kill this person. All right, bring out a sword. Their head is going to be on my platter. And the Lord says, don't touch them. They're precious to me. Oops, sorry, Lord. Because you're doing things like he would do them. You're speaking like he would speak. One day, somebody came to my office and says, Pastor, this is the situation. I said, okay, look, you start. And the Lord says, how dare you? Oh, you're so good now that you don't even need to ask me before you tell somebody what they're to do? I said, hey, excuse me. I've been doing this for 30 years, so I thought this is the way to do it. But the Lord is saying for us to pray so he could teach us how we're to do it in your situation. That's the power of God. That's the power of God. He's individual. He's methodical. He's precise. He doesn't want us to speak one more word than the words he would speak. He doesn't want us to describe a situation based on our experience and circumstance. He wants, he says, those who speak must speak like if God himself were speaking. And when God speaks, you know demons run. And when God speaks, you know darkness flees. And when God is present, those things that are void and dark and formless recover life and strength and reflourishing. One of the words of power is bringing back things to their perfect completeness. Perfect restoration. Imagine a heart that's been so abused, they're lifelong, so abused, so hurt, so rendered. You know, I've seen their faces. They're cynical, they're apathetic, they're wasted. They're consumed. They have no ability to restore. And then just a word from God at the right time, at the right place, filled with the right spirit, comes and recovers life. Lazarus, come forth. Come forth. And he says, those who speak, do it as if God were speaking. And he says, in verse 411, he says, those who serve, Serve like if it was the Lord serving. Have you guys ever seen somebody serve so much that it don't do it like God wants? Well, hurry up. Well, what do you think here? I'm doing here all day. Well, look what I'm doing, serving you, and you're taking your time. Yeah, you're a great minister, but you're not serving as Christ serves. You're not serving in that capacity, in that character. If anyone ministers, let him do it. With the ability that God supplies. I used to tell the people who work in our ministry here. We say, listen, 
If when you are serving and ministering to others, you do it without joy, we don't need you to serve here. You're doing great things, and you're like, get out of the way, stupid. Don't you see I have a box? I'm a servant of the Lord. I'm like, look, put the box down. Go home for six months. When you're full of joy and peace, then come back and serve like the Lord serves. Serve with the proper attitudes and not with entitlements. I've been serving for 28 years. Serve like the Lord. He's been serving for eternity. And he won't tell you. Let him who does it do it with the ability God supplies. That in all things God may be glorified. Through Jesus Christ to whom belong the glory and the kratos. Forever and ever. He wants to be for us to be invested. That, that means receive the garments of power. He wants us to move in the authority and the permission, the supernatural, the realm of God, for him to get the glory in all things, that he might be seen. Look what Colossians 1.11 says. Strengthened with all dunamis, according to the glorious kratos, for all patience and long-suffering with joy. Lord, give me the energy to serve you with dynamite power According to your glorious Kratos, that I do it like God upon the earth, that I walk as his child. Matthew 9 says that as Jesus was preaching, they brought to him a man paralytic. In verse 6, that you might know that the Son of God has power on earth to forgive sins. Then he said to the paralytic, Arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. And he arose and departed to his house. What are the effects of walking in his power? What are the effects of letting people see God move? Verse 8. The multitude saw it. They wondered they marveled and they began to glorify God who had given such power to men. Can we be entrusted this morning with just a little bit more of understanding what happened last week? That God give you the power to forgive? Oh, pastor, we got to work on that a little bit. Maybe next year by Easter, we'll forgive. The power to love, the power to live, the power, listen to me, it all starts with prayer. That's what Paul did. This is, I pray that the eyes of your understanding be open to the six dimensions of the great power. Satan longs for this. Satan longs for him to be the only one with glorious power. Uh, the santeros, the witch doctors, all those that do brouhaha. You caught it? Bruja, witch. All those, all those signs and wonders, psst, that's ours to walk in. That's ours to carry. That's ours to be entrusted to. I pray this morning that you have received a little bit more of what God desires you to walk in, not in intellect, but in reality. So that the multitudes might, might rejoice and glorify your Father in heaven. 
So they see the church is not a place to just go and powerfully worship, which we do well in doing, but that we start moving in the power and pray for the supernatural, pray for God to show up, pray for God to manifest. Um, even this morning, I want you to stand up if you have some infirmity, if you have some sickness, and you want to see the power of God move miraculously in your life. God wants to heal you so that you go proclaim the power of his resurrection, of his might, of his strength. The hyper-mega-kratos of dunamis, this, this power that raised the energy, the strength. That word in, in Greek that talks about the echo. Let it resonate. Let it resonate. Let it continue. Where, where we're able to use the, the words of Romans 8.37. This is, this is the word for those of us that walk in the intensity of the power of God. It's not just a word. It's not a mathematical equation. It's not something philosophical. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors. We are more than overcomers. We more, listen to me, more than dominate these adversities and afflictions. Father, I give you thanks this morning. I praise your name and I glorify you, O oh God. I bless you in the house of God because I know, O oh God, the power that works on behalf of those who believe in your name. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. They shall cast out demons. They shall put their hands on the sick and the blind will recover their sight, O oh God. Father, those things infirm will be dried up from the root, O oh God. I worship you and adore you, O oh God, for the presence that's in this place, working on behalf of those that worship you in spirit and in truth, O oh God. I pray, Father God, for the power to break unforgiveness, O oh God. All offense, all lies of hell, O oh God, that have held your people captive to bitterness and resentment, resentment, O oh God. We break the yoke of sin, O oh God. We break the yoke of unforgiveness, Lord. Those areas that we've said we will never love again, we break them in the name of Jesus. Those people that said they would never marry again, I break that in the name of Jesus. Father, I set your people loose that they might rejoice in the power of your resurrection. I give you thanks, O oh God, for your spirit working in the, in the lives of those who have sight problems, O oh God. That they might see, O oh God, and glorify your name, O oh God. That their eyes might be opened, O oh God. And that, that you might reveal the power that works on behalf of those who believe, O oh God. Father, the infirmities of sickness, bacteria, ligaments, arthritis, all cancer, all, all diabetes, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke you and cast you out of these lives. Father, and you be glorified. In Jesus' name, all the lame that they could walk, oh God. All the blind that they could see. All the deaf that they could hear. All hernias, oh God. All migraines, oh God. Father, we pray in Jesus' name, Lord, for every area in our lives, oh God, that is afflicted by sickness, oh God, and by spiritual infirmity. Every unclean spirit, I cast you out in the name of Jesus. Father, and I pray that you be magnified and glorified. Father, that you might become the hyper, mega, supreme ruler over our lives. That we might worship you with excellence, O oh God. That your power and dominion might be manifest, O oh God, to the nations first. 
Father God, starting at our homes, amongst our family, our marriages, oh God, our children might know the power that operates through us, oh God, that we carry and are invested, oh God, and clothed with the power of the Holy Spirit, oh God, speaking words as if Christ were speaking them, restoring the hearts of men, healing the brokenhearted, oh God. Hallelujah. We bless your name, oh God. We say rise and walk in Jesus' name. We say in Jesus' name, be healed and be made whole and complete for the glory of God. We give you thanks, oh God, for your mercies. We give you thanks, oh God, for your goodness, oh God. Make us equipped vessels of mercy to send your power to the ends of the earth, oh God. In Jesus' name, we release blessing, the power to prosper. That's a mighty work of the power of God. When you have the blessing of God in your home, in your finances. Father, we command blessing upon your people, God. The power to prosper in all things in Jesus' name. Release the chains, oh God, that hold us captive from prosperity. We bind the yoke of sin. And we, Father God, come against every generational curse, oh God. They were taken at the cross of Calvary. And the power to prosper, the power of your blessing, come upon your people in Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.